This is the iMarket Podcast, brought to you by the Marketing Society of Kenya, Safaricom, and Capital FM. Welcome to the second season of the Marketing Society of Kenya iMarket Podcast. This is a platform to create conversations on relevant topics that spark debate and discussions among the marketing fraternity and help us improve and challenge our marketing strategies. Our desire is to inspire and motivate marketers to create award-winning work that delivers business results and outcomes. In this season, we will navigate the world of digital marketing by understanding the opportunities that being connected to the internet presents. Through the episodes, we will be speaking to various guests to understand the impact of the internet on their lives and businesses, especially when it comes to unlocking opportunities, generating revenue, and delivering impact in their communities. We will also demystify the world of MarTech and the ways technology is enabling brand and marketing strategies. This season is sponsored by Safaricom, and we will explore what Molekeoni is internet means to different people and businesses in the industry. My name is Caroline Kendi. And I am Paula Kerre. We will be your hosts on this transformative journey. Uwa Kenya kila siku twajitahidi Twaangalia kesho kwa matumaini Tukijumuika Tuwasiliana Kutimiza malengo tunapokutana It's a magical time to be alive with a new kind of connection where you supply the belief in the impossible and we supply the network that makes it real. Hi guys, welcome to iMarket Podcast Season 2, Episode 2. And today our guest in studio is the one and only Julia Gaitho, aka Jules. Yeah, so most of you know her from the Over 25 channel on YouTube. However, Jules actually started in marketing and business development. Today she's just going to be talking to us about how she came from employment to actually doing a full-time job as a creator, especially after the COVID pandemic hit. How did she overcome those struggles? How can she inspire other people who are looking to be creators as well? Now, one thing you don't know about Jules is that she can sing. <laughs> she can write. She can sell anything. She can sell a pen. So today she's just going to be telling us about herself and I hope you get inspired. So I just met Jules today um a few minutes ago, but her and Candy have been friends for a while now. So Julia, please tell us how you two met. Well, thank you so much for having me on the iMarket podcast. Oh, I'm very excited to be doing this podcast with my long-time friend and mentor Caroline Kendi. It's lovely to meet you. I love this space and I'm happy to be with like-minded people again in like in the marketing space. Yeah. Um so how Kendi and I met, I would say it's oh uh, like 10 11 years ago. I think Imagine it was like, that. Yeah, I was like 23. Gosh. Right after yeah. uni. Actually when I was still in uni, yeah. I I was I don't know if we can say the name of the company, but we were working at a multinational. Mm-hmm. She was working there as a marketing manager and I came in as an intern. Mm-hmm. So I did internship for 3 months and uh, at the time Kandi and I didn't really interact because you we were in a different team mm-hmm. from the team I was in. 
and then I finished uni, work, went and worked at another company for like six months. Hated it. <laughs> and then EBL. There's got, a trend. There's a trend here. With I employment. Think there's a trend. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like I don't know because I actually don't mind employment. Mm. I think it's the t- nature of the work. But we can get into that yeah. later. So yeah. yeah. So then I went back into. Um, th- thank goodness I'd made some networks um, within EBL. So when somebody told me there's a vacancy, they're like, you need to apply. I applied. I think what helped me is that I had done internship there and I'd worked on the launch. Can we mention brand? Yeah, yes. We'd worked on the launch of the, you know, and TML was becoming TML started. Yeah. <laughs> Remember back in the, the new day, bottle. The new bottle of Tusca Malt Lager. So I was working. Oh, that's TML. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Tusca yeah. Malt, yeah. So TML was launching and then I was part of that. So I think it helped me because I already understood the mm-hmm. nature of business anything and everything. And I got back into EBL and that's when I started to work as a brand exec with candy with candy i yeah. think it was in spirits initially you were in guinness then yeah. Spirits, yeah 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 so that's how we met she was we were working together mm-hmm. but she was the most miserable brand exec on earth was that even those days? <laughs> yeah i mean n- miserable in the sense that you can do the work and yeah. i think that's part of the conversation we want to have today where it's not about really only being able to do the work but is it work that gives you joy and yeah. meaning and it's meaning meaning exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think remember we were, talk- we were talking about this earlier and you were saying how you're like i become a marketing manager sending emails the whole day yeah and i like <laughs> I like a life that i aspired to a, a, a nice group of friends she was bubbly she's coming to the office she used to have her own tricks like she never used to come to the office with a handbag i'm just telling you kendi because i noticed uh for 30s baby's out yeah and then she's coming hi and i'm like okay okay i like mm-hmm. this but then when i started working i'm like wait so like to get the life and the car and the things that the person I'm looking up to has I didn't know work was sending emails. Yeah. I didn't know work was hi best regards <laughs> um as per my last email as mentioned and I was like I was like I wanted more. I thought there'd be more of my inputs okay. creatively, creatively especially creatively. Especially creatively yeah. but like for me it's like oh okay so there's a new campaign I'm like, oh great! So we're gonna do the billboards and the really. Actually, okay, we we have to go and this pitching of for for client uh, for agencies. I'm like, first of all, what's an agency? What's a pitch? Can he's like, yeah. follow me. We go to the bedroom and and then I'm seeing this guy is looking haggard, mm-hmm. coming everyone to come and pitch. Us will do it like this. Us will do it like this. So I'm like, oh. So I think that I think that's where I'm supposed to be. But yeah. they look very unhappy, and people in agency are trying to get to this side yeah. where I was as client. So now I was just like. Ugh. Yeah, but I think that's that's a very interesting topic and I think actually it's something which we should discuss with regards to mm-hmm. what a marketing job is and yeah. what marketing is because I also remember when I started working you know everything that I knew and I studied marketing Me right? too. So Me I thought too. I'm going go to go to the you know price promotion wh- what? where you come here you're like oh eh? What are the price? Been been yeah, the price we're not changing it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the magic price points when it's 5 bob 10 bob you know. Yeah. So that was no, my so, issue with marketing actually. So yeah. yeah. To say that because we're, we're not involved in marketers have to go and sell something yeah. but we're not involved in like the value chain to the extent where we know like especially now like now like for let's say even packaging distribution mm-hmm. i didn't feel yeah. uh, maybe maybe yeah. upper level management but for me it's like it's like everything comes as is there is a bit of okay there's a meeting guys in production a meeting with this and this and it's marketing guys but then i felt like we're not part of the Yeah. Okay. But then that's the thing though marketing is a process it's, it's a not pro- a department. It's not a department. Thank you. So you see yeah. the marketing Thank process you. especially if you're uh, in an organization the process of marketing even the finance guys are part of the process in marketing. 
because they are part of setting up the pricing. The people yeah. don't know but that. Exactly. So the, the way we, ways. and then we were part of, and what we do is we are part of the marketing, which is mostly promotion. So out of the P's, right? It's the promotion. Yeah. It's the promotion. Yeah. But you have to kind of, for you to promote, you need to look at all the others, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, and then even the agency is part of marketing. Let me tell you a funny story. You know, when I was, um, before marketing, I didn't study marketing in my undergrad. I did it in my um, postgrad. postgrad. So someone asked me, um, so what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to do marketing. And he's like, um, so what, what exactly in marketing do you want to do? I, did, I had no idea. Same thing. I had no idea what marketing was. But I just knew it's a whole world of fun. And yeah. activity and, and whatever and uh, ads. and doing ads yeah <laughs> that, that so a lot of young people don't realize that what they're getting into when they yeah. get into it and yeah. maybe that's where you were at that time mm. and let me ask um when you look back was content creation a big deal then and how did you discover that it's a thing for you well content creation didn't exist in the way we know it today because mm. the digital space did not exist in the way we know it today mm-hmm. so back in the day First of all, I think what even created this craze was on-demand television. It's like, oh, you mean we can decide? We don't have to run home at 8 o'clock Friday to catch news. It's like, no, no, I'll, I'll come home at 11, I'll come home at midnight, I'll come home at 7, and I'll watch whatever. So the internet didn't exist the way it did then. YouTube was there, but the idea of somebody creating their own channel was like not as big especially on the continent and the continent i mean africa i think abroad there was like a small budding niche of people doing stuff like makeup or how to's it was Mm -hmm. a lot of how to's Mm. yeah so by the time i got into that space i got into that space six years ago this period of how we met this was maybe 12 years ago Mm -hmm. so at the time the internet was not um, what it is and actually what made me go like okay i gotta do this thing is traveling and studying abroad so for my postgrad mm-hmm. i did my masters in the uk i was in london mm-hmm. university of greenwich what's up <laughs> um and i was struggling with consumption of tv there because i'm like hey, british tv mm. is different mm. i'm yeah. not understanding eventually i liked it so just speak in that accent Although, yeah. I mean, like, like the London one. Yeah. The oh London one, yeah. I don't know. So <laughs> apologize. Literally, yeah. Yeah. So I was I'm literally like, yeah. What, what Sometimes I switch up. I'm just like, hey, are you joking? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, eventually I got into it. I, got, I was like, okay. In fact, when I came back to Kenya, I was like, hey, Kenyan TV is very Americanized. Yeah. We are mm. doing too much Kardashian, too much whatever, yeah. whatever. Anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm just like, um, I didn't have I, I, I didn't have a TV. I think in the UK you had to get a license to own a TV, like you need a TV license, something, something, something. I'm in uni. I'm just like, all right, what do I have? I have the internet. I have my laptop. So I start watching stuff on YouTube, and then I start to watch stuff. And now I guess because of where I'm at, algorithmically, mm-hmm. a lot of UK content creators were coming onto my radar. Yeah, and I was like, oh my goodness, what is this? Yeah, you can just like get a camera and then like do stuff. <gasps> and you're like, I can do it. I can, I do, can it. do this. So I, was like, I, I was like, as soon as I go back home, I'm going to do this with my friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it alone because I was very scared of exposing myself. So I was like, when I go back home, I'm going to do this with my friends. We're going to do da-da-da, Like that was my vision. When I go home, when I go home. Yeah. So that's what inspired it. Going abroad and seeing it. And even then, UK internet was not what it is now. Yeah. But when I came back to Kenya, I know I think it was only like, um, this is S. 
who actually used to work at Capital FM. Yes. Um, and Susan Wong, mm. the two, our two cents. Yeah. And a little bit of Nancy Mwai. Nancy Mwai, yeah. Sylvian Jockey. Yeah, those were the OGs, but yeah. they were, you could count them on one hand. Yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, so that's how now over 25 came. That's a really good point, because when you came back, you still came back into employment. I came back into employment. How did you then make the decision to yeah. actually leave and be like, look, I'm going to be an entrepreneur? Well, my dis- my, my man, let me tell you guys, my journey with my career is such a long one. I, I could literally write a book about it. I think you should. I could. Yeah. It's a rate. Like, I just do, I do a whole awkward black girl. I'm like, I create a script because it's been like this. It's been a weird journey. And Candy was there for a lot of that, uh, I don't know. Like, I was always like, what am I doing here? But then I don't know where to go. And I'm like just, even, then I'm like just realize. just raise the PO, you'll be fine. <laughs> I used to think there's something else. But I was you know, marketing is as fun as it gets when you when you look at all the career options. So I'm sure you're wondering, so what's next? If it's not marketing, I mean surely I can't go to You're right. So that's the thing because industries. I come from a background yeah. where it's like you go to school, you get a degree, mm-hmm. you get a job, get good benefits with okay, so you can get a nice car loan, so you health insurance, health and medical insurance. Mm-hmm. So that is what I knew is the blueprint mm-hmm. that I'm I'm going mm-hmm. to follow. And I've always been a chick of the system. What I mean is, I don't, I'm not a rebel. Well, I wasn't a rebel. So even in high school, I never used to understand this. You know, these kids who are caught smoking, yeah. being expelled. I'm like, when like, you guys are not scared, why? Like, you didn't know you would be caught, honestly. <laughs> I was never that person until I got into employment and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I was now relating to those people who I used to be like, you guys are such rogues. Yeah. Because now I want to leave that system. I was just not fitting in. Okay. I had never experienced that feeling of discomfort in my soul in a space. I always used to go in and blend. Wherever you mm-hmm. put me, I'll figure it out. Mm. So having this discomfort, and it's not something that is there for a day. It's every day for years. <laughs> you can feel it. It even affected my mental health. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I was like, what's going on? Because me, I'm like, I've prayed for this job. I've gotten it. And then by the, at that time, getting a job in this company where I was with in Kendi. For a girl my age, that was... Uh, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. deal. Mm. Yeah. I didn't even see it as a big deal. Because I'm like, guys, we just write emails and do RFQs for right. real. You yeah. know, I, it's not when I left, later I'm like, anyewe, I get it. Looking back, it's like, yeah. how could you have... It's And it's the method to the madness. You know, mm. it's, I always say, you know, when somebody sees an ad, there's all the other stuff that goes behind, behind the scenes, right? Always. And that's what we do on a day-to-day yes. basis. You're responsible. And now even, even when you're creating your own content, there's still the admin stuff and the planning stuff that you have to do so what made you make the jump so what made me do the jump anyways is having this feeling of disillusionment when i got into the workspace Mm -hmm. i was in eabl for almost three years um and then i decided to go back to uni before Mm -hmm. going back to uni to do my master's degree i decided let me take this gap this like eight months a year to figure things out as i'm getting my visa it was my excuse to just be like okay what's up Mm -hmm. um and then i Kendi uh, introduced me to a music producer. I started singing. Uh, they made me lead sing of the band. What? <laughs> and then, but there was no money in it. Yeah. So I was broke. Thank mm-hmm. God I was still living in my mom's house. But mm-hmm. that's the first time I realized the dignity is tied to your money. I had a certain lifestyle. We go out on Friday. We do this, do this, do this. But now I I lost my inner circle. I lost my friends. Like I could, I didn't have that. So anyway, I go to uni, and when I come back to Kenya, because of the trauma I had after mm-hmm. leaving employment and getting into music and painting, I also used to paint and sell my paintings. That's how I was able to like sustain myself. Mm-hmm. When I came back, I was like, in fact, even before I landed, I was like, I'm not going back to Kenya if I don't have a job because I'm not going back to whatever that was. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was a traumatic time for me. Yeah. And in fact, by the time I came, I already had this job. 
like I had already made some networks here prior to this is by here I'm in Capsule FM and then I came back. By the first month of working here, those feelings came back. I was like, guys, <laughs> what's wrong with me? No, guys, it's funny now. But that's the thing. I used to be like, how comes I'm not like these people? Yeah. Like, what's happening? And again, I'm not a rebel. So this thing, Mazia, it really, really messed me up. Um, but I, because of what I'd gone through, not having an income and not having, just not knowing what what I'm about, that what one and a half years before I left, I was able to stay in this job for four years, almost five, I think. And what kept me was, you're not going back there. Mm-hmm. Now, did I like that job? Not really. Did I hate it? No. If I had an opportunity to leave, I would have. The reason I didn't leave earlier is because I didn't know to what. Okay. Like I told you, the internet was not what it was. So I didn't know what I'm living for. Yeah. There are people who are like, I want to be a musician. I want to be an artist. Mm. I want to be an entrepreneur. I didn't even know what that was for me. I just felt like this wasn't it. Mm-hmm. So I had, there was a lot of benefits staying into employment. I, I benefited a lot even from EABL. Like I'm telling you, my networks mm. from back in the day are still active now. They get me into rooms now. Right. So everything had a place mm-hmm. in my life and I think mm-hmm. it still does. Mm-hmm. So what made me leave in the end was just that I think I'd reached, I was like at the end. I was at the end and I started a few side, I had started a side hustle and I really started content creation and I was, my side hustle at the time was giving me more income than this. But I was like, no, but I want the assurance that I'm getting a salary. Mm. So one day my mom sat me down and she's like, Kwethira, how happy are you in your job from zero to a hundred? Unhappy, how unhappy are you? Then I said, mm, like 75%. So she said, 75? <laughs> I thought you're going to say 50 because 50 <laughs> it's is okay. It's okay. Just... And I thought when I said 70, I mean, I was going to say 90, but I wanted to say 70 so she can say, you know, it's okay. you can work with 30%, yeah. you can pray, you can whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she said 70, you need to just leave, you have my blessing. I'm like, mom, right. I have your blessing, but I need an income. And at that time, you know, I'm not young, so I'm not, I don't want to go through that thing again. But she kept on reassuring me, she's like, you're a different person from that time. You already have an income from mm-hmm. these other things. Now just figure out how you can blew it up and also prayer uh, honestly for me prayer works mm-hmm. but yeah it's not an easy thing to jump and i would not encourage anybody leave your job i'd yeah. never give them that advice and i think that is exactly my next question okay. because you don't look like somebody struggling yeah which means you're making some money yeah, yeah. and yeah. i think the, the 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 issue on why anyone would stay in a job that they don't like is because of the money mm-hmm. yeah the practicality of you need to eat you need a lifestyle you need to do stuff exactly so and I think for me, what I would want us to just really understand is that money doesn't only come from a job, right? And the, the opportunity that we have with the internet and being connected to the internet now, a bundle can do so much for you. So what's your story on how now you actually moved um, into that space of I need to get money? And not only through the internet, even your side hustle, yeah. but how you just came into this space of, look, I'm going to make money. And how does that work? Well, um, some of these things you stumble into, some of them you see opportunities mm-hmm. um, as you once you're in it. Um, there's a duality inside me, and I think it also shows with I'm here and here and here. Those I I, I do want to be I've created through and through, but I do also do want to be a, a corporate chick through and through. I wanted the work I do to I, I am able to um, utilize my interests and my and my gifts. Right. So when it comes to making money from the internet, what happened actually it was not even through content creation. The reason I started my YouTube channel, uh, well the initial YouTube channel which was over twenty five with, with three of my friends, was because like I told you that creep that feeling was coming back for 
what am I doing here? I don't fit in anybody in this office. I don't know who are my people. I don't even know if I like this job. Marketing. I don't even know if I believe in marketing. Why are we inflating truths? Is it true? Okay, it's kind of true. So anyway, I like those a lot of conflict within me. And then I was like, when that feeling came back, I was like, okay, I need a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. So actually, I think what made me stay longer here is because I had this mm-hmm. thing on Saturdays because I used to shoot it, edit it, everything. Mm-hmm. So I used to be like, okay. Um, and then I didn't, uh, and eventually when one of my friends in the, in the group was like, why don't we start to monetize this? I was like, this is now when the problems will start. Mm-hmm. Initially, I was not seeing it as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Me, I was just thinking, so me, I want my outlet because I've, re- I've resigned to the reality that this is my life mm-hmm. where I always feel like I'm not happy in my job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I even said telling myself, Kwani, you said you have to be happy in a job, first of all. <laughs> what, what are these like? The lies we tell yeah. ourselves. Um, but then, what happened? We started to grow and we grew mm-hmm. quite fast and then we started being approached by brands. So I was like, oh my God, we have to start doing dates <laughs> and pitches. I'm back. I'm back. See, Kwani, you Just chasing you. know? But then, when okay. I was in this space, I'm like, Hang on, I don't think I have a problem doing this for this. Yeah. Enjoy it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I had a problem. You know, it's like wherever you go, you find challenges, but you decide which is the challenge I can stomach. Mm. So all my skills, especially in this job, particularly where I was in capital, my role, I used to, I was client facing, I'm mm-hmm. t- talking big budgets, da, 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 mm-hmm. things that would previously intimidate me, you know, and we had a very high what do you call it? Very competitive culture within my departments, which I used to be like, this is so unhealthy, so what? But then those are the things that helped me yeah. um, sell myself where where I was. Yeah. So when 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 over 25 started to make money, I was like, okay, so to me really marketing, I guess, sour. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I can do, th- I prefer mm. this. I prefer to do this. And then what happens is, um, so okay, you grow. Because you know, the thing is with the marketing, and this is how I see it, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Marketing is about we're not about, but it's driven by audiences. Mm-hmm. As long as you have an audience, even if your audience is because you, I don't know, you cook a lot of food and you get 1,000 people in your restaurant every day. Someone will come and say, can we can we put uh, mm-hmm. posters here for this, this and that? As long as you have eyeballs, as long as you have an mm-hmm. audience, yeah. that's an opportunity for you. But it's that's your greatest value. asset. That's, that's, your value. Value. that's your value. So that's when I started to see that, you mm-hmm. know. So I was like, okay, fine. I need to be able to take care of this audience and not treat them as a commodity. Mm. This audience, I need to remember they're human and we are very we are very sophisticated audiences nowadays. Eh? Yeah. You can't be like just talking here and saying, yeah, in fact, it was so hot that day. I was so thirsty. Let me pick my de- my my bottle of water, <laughs> branded water. People will be like, this is an ad. Yeah, you actually yeah. realize that you're being You're watched. being, yes. exactly. So now, audiences are different. So you're yeah. learning that and saying, mm. oh, you have to tell them. Yeah, me, I'm different nowadays. I say, it's time to make some money. Today, this episode is sponsored by can this t-shirt the one she's wearing? Yeah. <laughs> like that, like that. You know, tell them. So those are things I started to learn when I'm in and, there. And what was the first, like, pay, pay the payment that you got and you're like, hey, this thing is actually real. It's not... Uh, it's, actually, not, it's not yeah. an out creative outlet anymore. It's actually, it's actually something a, a that business. I can... Yeah. I don't think I remember which one specifically, but I know one big one that we got, mm-hmm. which was um, a beverage company, and it was over a million shillings, and I was just like... What? 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 Yeah. Hold on, guys. And imagine that's the <laughs> and kind of, the only reason yeah. they gave us that is because this guy came and he's like, "Listen, this brand. In fact, we are shelving it. But this this babe, she's really insisting that you know digital is where it's at. So I'm giving you guys this thing. My budget is only two hundred thousand one month. That was a, like our first. Like oh my god, over hundred k. What? So like we'll do it. 
we push this thing, push this thing. This guy invited us for dinner. He's like me, I don't like to blow people's horns, but uh, and I don't buy people dinner, but we were discontinuing this brand. In fact, in the meetings, we never used to discuss this brand because we knew it's not selling. Yeah. 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 We used to ship in one container per quarter, and now they were shipping three per month, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Or oh, is it 18? No, six times. It was 18. 18 mm-hmm. per month versus one per quarter. It was oh, not selling. And that is and from your audience. Because he was like, there was no other place that they were pushing. So it's like he was just testing this thing. So he said, so now I'm giving you this, this amount of money. Go crazy. I won't even give you a brief. Like, yeah. I think you guys know what you're doing. Yeah. So that's yeah. when I was like, aight, guys. Like... And there's something here. And I think right. that's such a powerful thing about value, right? Because, yes, you can have the eyeballs. So first, there's two things that, which I hear from you. You can have the eyeballs, but you have to see what is the value of that eyeballs to somebody, right? In this case, the value of this, because once they started realizing sales, that's when they came to invest more. Yeah. Yeah, there's nobody who puts money where, and that's this, this, the way business works, right? You put money, you have to get a return out of, out of it. Yeah. So I think it's really powerful to see how actually a channel a youtube channel can actually transform a business yes and let me actually say something about that because one of the things i've always struggled with in marketing when as a marketer i think i still am a marketer is that a lot of marketing is shooting in the dark there's a lot of assumptions Mm -hmm. and let's be sincere not all of us make marketing decisions using data Mm -hmm. at all we know that our audience is listening between 10 and 12 and there are 10,000 of them we are not sure every time the agency might say okay this is what the 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 tracking company has said but you you don't know for sure especially with traditional marketing yeah and by traditional marketing obviously i'm talking about tv TV, radio radio. print Mm -hmm. outdoor billboards so you have a billboard oh yeah yeah we have food traffic of one million but do you, and out of that one million, how many are looking at that thing? And out of yeah. one who are looking, how many have internalized? And out of those who have internalized, how many have gone to, how, how many have you converted? You can't do that with traditional You're actually marketing. actually a marketer. Look at you. Yeah. I know, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> look at you. But then with digital, That's it. I'll be like, listen, out of this video, I have 50,000 views. I have 400 comments. You're able to see, this is how many people have watched. This is yeah. how many people, what is what people feel about your brand? Because you can ask people a question and they respond in the comment right. section. Apple, it's yeah. measurable. There was a lot of n- lack of measurability in mm. traditional marketing. It worked. I'm not saying it didn't work. It worked because you'd see results. Yeah. But I think maybe there's a huge chunk of revenue which you, which you are not sure. Yeah. True. If it has, there was a lot of shooting in the dark. So that's why you had finance and marketing at Fighting. your head. Exactly. Because yeah. they're like, yeah. where is the ROI? True. Yeah. They're like, but this is brand awareness. How do you measure awareness? How do you measure the impact of awareness? And the most powerful tool of marketing to date, they say, even with all these f- fancy things, they've said at the end of the day, the most powerful tool of marketing is word of mouth. I think digital marketing is like an upgraded word of it mouth. It is word of mouth. Because it's Julia yeah. is like, I'm using this brand. Maybe I don't like it as much as Paula, mm-hmm. but what I do like about it is that you can put it in your handbag. That's my actual genuine opinion about this product. Yeah. And you now, I am able to give you some consideration. Yeah. To right. have that because Jules, you know. Mm. Yeah. And the thing about digital marketing is the type of investment you put in is not as much as what you put in in traditional media. Right. I need like a whole studio for TV. I need like a whole ad for TV. But like for Jules to create um, content, um, she just needs a phone. So maybe 
you can tell us how did you start creating content? I know you just didn't start with expensive mics and everything. Yeah, so like how, this. Yeah, like studio. <laughs> yeah. So what is the bare minimum for content creation? Mm. So I do have to say something there. Um, it's not just a phone. Eh? The thing is, we need now people in marketing to start investing in digital marketing mm-hmm. because what's happening is they're like, ah, so you just do a video. It's because they're they, they're still not understanding the investment that goes into this. Mm-hmm. The more you start doing this podcast, you realize even how energetically it just spends you for when you're done with one episode. So, so I think sometimes you mean some some somebody come to me and say I only have thirty Gs and I want you to do this for a month. I'm like, are you joking? Mm. I charge eighty k for one video mm-hmm. because I know what goes into it. Okay, if you are going to do this on traditional media, how much is it to do a spread on a, on a, on yeah. on the newspaper? One million for one day. I'm like, can you just give, put some respect on my name? Yeah. Okay, and, and I like the conversation because also as marketing people, the conversations now is really about efficiency of where your money is going to. Mm. Back to your point, True. when you look at why why the debate between traditional versus digital is yeah. digital all of a sudden. You're able to measure effectiveness of your campaign. Exactly what you, I love this story. Where you're saying, based on this conversation that I had, I, this group of girls were able to articulate the benefit of this product in a way that got 18 containers to be bought. Yeah. That 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 for me is the power because now I can measure that spend. Now when I'm giving you an extra million, and that's how you get more money. I think if it works, then you get more money. But it's because you can actually measure cause and effect. So I really think that that's an important conversation the opportunity for digital is there because it is an efficient way of spending. Now, I have great conversation with my finance guys because I'm like, this money is going to deliver this more value, right? And even the challenge that I have even with traditional um, uh, media is I'm always like, only reason we're doing that is because that's where the customer is. Yeah. The customer yeah? is on the phone The customer now, is on the phone. On the the customer is on all these platforms. So mm-hmm. I, my job is to get my customer to see my product and to, co- to connect to them, right? Yeah. So if that's where they are, what are the meaningful ways that I can connect that is going to drive the outcome of them choosing me versus the other guy? Yeah. So when we first started, like let's say over twenty five, we used to shoot on a phone. Mm-hmm. You're right. We didn't even have a tripod. Our tripod was a stack of books in my bedroom, and then we sat in front of the mirror because you see we don't have anyway. We just let me tell you, just DIY. We sat in front of the mirror because we wanted to see ourselves. We were very yeah. self conscious, and then the camera is shooting us, and then we talk. Wow. And then I take the footage, and then I used to use my dad's laptop to edit because my laptop was so. I had a basic laptop. It couldn't um, accommodate the software for editing. Mm-hmm. So I used to use my dad's. But then at one day, I one day, I was just like, listen, Father is going to open this thing one day. And he had things like... Because <laughs> he used to like, what are people doing in that bedroom? I'm like, yeah. dad, are shooting content. What's that? Yeah. Ah, it's just for, for, for social media. When you say social like, media blank. They're like, I cool, know. you. <laughs> So yeah, so that's how we started. Okay. Um, I, I I was just like so happy to find a place that I can finally express myself creatively because I was kind of like done with the painting. I had a lot of trauma connected to my painting. That's a story for another day because I was very sad and broke those days. So I wasn't <laughs> able to pick a paintbrush. I still struggle mm, with that. Mm. So I was like, this is a new thing. I can't yeah. eat. I can sit in front of a camera. I love to talk and I have so many things to say. Oh my gosh, we're going to do it. So that was the basic minimum. Wow. Um, basic content calendar. So basically just like saying we're going to shoot this, this, and this. Okay. And then I used to be like, whoever shows up, shows up. It wasn't a thing. All four of us have to come. In fact, we started just the three of us. Initially it was two, then three. Mm-hmm. Eventually Ivy joined us. We became four. Um, yeah. And we were just doing it for fun at the time. At the time. Because mm. there was no, there was not any support from brands. We didn't. Yeah. In fact, it's the girls who used to say, Ati, you know, one day we'll be sponsored. I'm like, guys, we're not doing decks we're not doing <laughs> me, I didn't want to write proposals again yeah yeah. and I think that's beautiful because you're doing what you're passionate about yeah and when yeah. you do what you're passionate about then the money comes I'm such a believer yeah. in 
find your joy because when you find your joy you even you do your 10,000 hours you know they talk about like in Malcolm Gladwell he said you to be an expert you need to do 10,000 hours of something you cannot do 10,000 hours of something you don't like you can't and therefore you'll never become an expert so when you're doing what you're passionate about and what you love then you even work over you know when you're working overtime you're not seeing it as work it's not something that's taking away from you yeah my question is on that because now I guess now your work is actually where you get your money from right And in the world of employment is when we're talking about it earlier, we can go and leave and you still get your paycheck. Mm-hmm. So you, what happens and how do you manage your finances and how you manage your money in a world where it's your effort that dictates the money and that you make? And how do you take a break? How do you not burn out? Yeah. So this is something that I'm actually still working on. But um, one of this, when you, there's something, you guys have what they call, which I envy, a regular income. I have an irregular income. Yeah. I might have long-term contracts. I have contracts that maybe last me six months, one year, so I'm okay, fine, this is what's coming in this year. I have some that just come in, one campaign, one campaign. Um, but when you have irregular income, so this is something I learned from a finance training. So I have to be very, very careful how I spend my money. Mm-hmm. I need to have emergency fund. I need to think about my retirement fund. I need to have my general savings. And then what is my day-to-day expense, expending? So for me how I do that is I I I my 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 I don't want to call it emergency fund but I don't may get a little bit into finances this is just a tip. Mm. You have an irregular income but you have regular expenses. The things mm-hmm, that you cannot right. avoid. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you have when you get a good paycheck you need to be able to cover your those regular expenses for at least three, four, five months. Mm-hmm. You don't just say, hey, I've gotten five sock. Now we go to cost. Then we, nee, 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 nee. Mm. so this is where I'm at right now. Where it's like, okay, fine. I've gotten five sock. Fantastic. The client is happy. How much is my rent? Can I pay for 24, four months? And yeah. then those emerg- the emergency fund, I bump it up like 30% and mm-hmm. add there, add there, add there. Then I spend. Mm. Because what happens with content creation, you are the brand. If I fall sick, if I need to go and leave, if I'm having a creative block, I can't take a week off because that week I need to do content for Kendi. But then Kendi's like, I cannot pay you this for this one because you're missing one week. You can't invoice. So yeah. you, your rent is due at the end of the month, but you're one week short. So you get paid a week later. Mm. Maybe when these guys are here telling you, we only process uh, <laughs> payments on the 15th. After 90 days. Exactly. <laughs> so that's how I mean, this finance guys. Yeah. So you really have to think think about it like that. Yeah. Um, entrepreneurship, I, uh, being in this kind of life, is not for the faint-hearted. You have to have so much like self positive self conversation, like self belief and grit and grit. Yeah, because what because you can really dissuade yourself easily. Mm. You can really talk yourself out of out of opportunities. You can talk yourself into a negative mindset. So mindset is very important. Believing your own hype and discipline. Honestly, any person in entrepreneurship, anyone in business, I'm sure you guys, I'm sure you also have said hustles. Mm. If you don't have, imagine discipline is the number one thing. So there's something you said about loving what you do. I need to tell, I need to say something. Whoever was listening to this, who wants to get into the creative space, it's not that there's when you do something you love, at there are no challenges. Agreed. At you won't feel like yuck. <laughs> there are days I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to shoot because I'm not feeling yeah. it. But for me, that's a molehill. That's a molehill of a challenge. Like I can, I can, I can work through that. Mm-hmm. But having a, a negative attitude towards the employment, it is harder for me to get past that. There's challenges. It's just you picking which challenge. Mm-hmm. Even if you True. say I want to be a pianist, that discipline of 
doing the piano, 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 and then somebody comes and tells you, and I hope I get my point across here well, somebody comes and writes a book and says, if you want to be successful in life, you have to do, let's say, 10,000 hours, because I did 10,000 hours on that piano. But the guy who's doing that piano, it's a pain he's willing to Absolutely. endure yeah. because there's yeah. something here yeah. that you get. Yes. Yeah. And then you have a, a young daughter, just because she sang one Sunday, you're like, she's a musician, we must give her <laughs> piano classes and she has to do 10,000 hours because that is how this pianist did it. And that time, their heart is not there. So the challenges are always there. Somebody might leave this mm. thing and say, Nakujai side, but they're like, oh my gosh, this is hectic. I have to be switched on all the time. I have to pre-plan my content. I have to manage my finances. You don't have a HR for you to do that. Yeah. You don't have, you know, mm. I have to do everything that your company did for you, you're doing yourself. I have to encourage myself to work, wake up. What I'm trying to say is, you have to also peel the layer of what somebody's giving you advice on. Everywhere you go, there's going to be challenges. Mm. Whatever you do, there's going to be challenges. Somebody will come and say, in fact, like now you say, everyone is like, you have to do business. Not everyone is built for entrepreneurship. Not everyone is built for employment. Mm. Like now me, I'm like, the thing that I'm going, waking up to do, it needs to make sense. Yeah. Mm. More than even money, which sometimes can be a bad thing, but it needs to make sense. Yeah. Somebody's like, me, I don't care what I do, even if I'm sweeping. See me, I'm getting my mm. 150K. Right. And then I can now do the thing I love on the weekend with my kids, mm-hmm. with my family. That, that is where my importance is. Mm. So you figure out what your thing is. And then go with it and go and go and go. But the most important thing is figuring it out. Because mm. for me, it didn't come easy. Um, I have friends who were in media way before me. And with actually in the podcast, I mean, um, it's called IRIP. It's related, I promise. One of my co-hosts was like, um, oh, yeah, I always knew I wanted to be a journalist since mm-hmm. I was like three, six years old, seven years old. Mm. Guys, that's a blessing. Me personally, I just knew I loved art. I liked music. I liked this. But I didn't know what the product was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You can have interests, but you don't know how can you um, monetize it. So that that figuring out process, I think it takes a lot of patience. Mm. A lot of it can be painful. It can be confusing. But if if this is something, if you want to do the kind of thing that you love and make money out of it, because not all not all hobbies are um, income mm. earners. Mm. But if you wanna if you wanna do what you love and make money out of it, there there needs to be you have to go through a clarity phase. Right. Mm. Now, most people know you from over 25, but I know when COVID hit, everyone had to, you know, stay at home, isolate, da, da, da. So tell us about you as an individual creator and what opportunities you got from the, pan- like after the pandemic or during the pandemic. Right. So the pandemic hits. Um, in fact, that's when I had just resigned. So I'm just like, God, <laughs> Jehovah. <laughs> But I remember feeling... Okay, so let me tell you the real truth. You guys want the real, real truth? The no, real, yeah. real. So the real truth is, when we were told now we have to stay home... Okay, so I'd always wanted to start my own YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But I was like, now who listen to me? What am I going to say? Mm. And then I don't want to destabilize the flow on Over 25. And right. now Judah's going to create her own thing. Yeah. You know, like you're just... You're, you're just you know. So now we were told you have to stay home. We couldn't meet because we were encouraged to have social distance. And even if the people who are still meeting to shoot content, for us, we are four on one set, mm. plus the videographer, plus the And that was guy. the time when, I mean, even social distance, it, it, was, it was... It was serious. It was serious. It wasn't what it is it now. It was like when you used to leave the house and you shower at the door. Before you enter, you throw your clothes you at the door, you shower. I you like, leave the house. People are not leaving. It yeah. was scary. Actually, this thing was like a death sentence mm. at the beginning. Mm. Yes, yeah. I was so scared. Mm-hmm. So now, how do the four of us come and we're like, hi guys, welcome <laughs> to our channel. 
I'm here, here, here. I guess like there's where is the social distance? Where is yeah. the money? Where is the sanitization? So I am um, over 25 took a hit kidogo at at first in the beginning mm-hmm. where we couldn't meet to shoot. So we said, okay, let's meet two two. Then we this a bit of space. So because clients were still there, but optically it needed to make sense. Mm. But for me, I took that opportunity. I was like, oh, so now that we can't meet, I can start my own YouTube channel. And then because I didn't have so much confidence in oneself, I called it my tiny little channel. So if it fails, I'd be like, but I told you it's a tiny little channel. Like, guys. Right. You know, I mean, what? What? See, what? I told you. I, in fact, one of, my, one of my followers was like, Julia, you need to stop calling yourself tiny this, mm, tiny this. Minimizing. Small, stop yeah. minimizing yourself. I have a problem yourself. with that because I'm always mm. like, let me wait first and see. Mm-hmm. Fucking is one thing, if this advice I'd say, like, believe your own hype <laughs> because it'll get you far. Anyway, yeah. so for me, the pandemic was such an opportunity for me. And there's something I didn't mention earlier that actually the internet has been huge for me in this is that when I was working in employment, I needed more money. I needed more income. I wasn't mm-hmm. getting the money I wanted in the, the job I had at the time. Mm-hmm. So I had a challenge with my skin. Like my skin I used to break out. I have acne prone skin. Mm-hmm. So Patricia Kihora, who is also a content creator and actor and all around creative, she posted on her YouTube channel the, the Korean t- the skin. I watched it. The ten step Korean <laughs> yes. skincare routine. Yeah. And I was like, hey, 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 I want okay, it. I, what is this? I don't know about <laughs> this. Let me know. Like, where is it? Honey. You send me the link. Ten steps. By the way, mm-hmm. in fact, maybe that's another thing I can say. From your greatest despair can come out your greatest opportunities because mm-hmm. that's how content creation started for me. I was like, I need a creative outlet. Yeah. And then I started this business because my skin was not working. So I watch Patricia Kihoro's thing and I'm like, okay, this is my retinols and vitamin C's and whatever, whatever. Where do you get them? Mm-hmm. Then okay, there's this page on IG that's selling. Mm-hmm. Not a physical shop because there's a lot of, in, in fact, online shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this online shop and I'm like, man, one serum is three Gs and I need two. And then it's an every month thing. Sis, I can't do it. So I started figuring out where do I get these things? Outside of it, I didn't want to get them in like from mm-hmm. Amazon because sometimes with skincare it can be tricky. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling my cousins abroad. Then I'm calling my cousin who used to bring things from China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, Ebu, find me the, the supplier in Korea. Like I did my homework. Then I was like, okay, fine. What I'll do is I'll buy from them because it's cheaper. It was maybe like $6. Then I was like, okay, shipping is another CG. What, what, what? It was becoming expensive because of shipping. But the product was cheaper when you ship. Then I said, okay, so maybe what I'll do, I'll buy, instead of buying one, I buy five. Then I ship them in. Because you see the weight is the same for one or five. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me buy five. So the shipping fee is the same amount. Then those five, I see, maybe, if I post on my IG, I'm selling. So I, then I sell at a profit. Then the profit will cover my cost for the one that I yeah. want. Mm-hmm. I need that. I thought I'll take like a month. It's so a like, very solid p I know. Do you remember me asking you what a PNL was? Back in the day, I was like, can you what a PNL? <laughs> profit and loss, Julia. Look at yourself. Anyway. Look at yourself. Yeah. Uh, Margin. When she was my marketing <laughs> manager. <laughs> so... Actually, yeah, so so I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm like, let me bring it in. Then now the money that I use, it will cover my cost. So that I, it's like I have free skincare products. Yeah. I didn't know the power of my individual brand because I was so much ta- attached to over 25. So then the products come in. I post on my IG. I said, okay, I'll give myself a month until end month. And use the easy too so that it can cover my costs. Mm-hmm. Dude, two hours. I want, I want. Hey. I was even, you know, it's working at time. <laughs> so I'm calling the guy from the border. I'm like, Nicholas, I'm going to you do this and deliver for me these things. I'm sold. So I was like, okay, now let me bring 10. 10 more. Yeah. 10. Then I said, okay, I'll bring 20. 
So every time the wow. money comes, Narudisha, evil, evil. And then that's how the Glow Up Beauty Bar was born. Oh, wow. I started selling skincare uh-huh. that was inspired by the 10-step skincare routine, Patshaki Horos video. And then I learned about Korean skincare from the internet, from YouTube. Wow. I didn't have a skincare routine. Wow. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. So that's for me the internet has been huge. So then I started this business. Eventually I closed it down. It's something I would love to revive. Mm-hmm. Um and then remember I was not confident in myself. Mm. So I never used to say that Glock Beauty by is mine. I just used to push it on my page as if I'm pushing for somebody else's business. Okay. I was not confident. So again somebody told me why aren't you putting yeah. your face in this? And because if it fails, I'll be associated with a failure. But imagine, think about Rihanna and Fenty. Babe, that's what I think about I mean, now. If you think about Rihanna, in fact, the other day I was saying, I don't think Rihanna is going to sing again, right? Because mm. she's making all this money from Fenty. Mm. And she's using her brand. And I remember when there's a thing we're doing on YouTube, and they were telling us how Rihanna's built Fenty because she used to do the demos herself. Yeah, yeah. online. Online. On you YouTube. Don't need, you don't need... On you, YouTube. You don't need... Um, a, a rollout plan or no on and you don't need I don't know yeah. other people herself yeah. she understood her brand mm. she said her brand she's an icon of course when it comes to beauty and beauty products she's using her product mm-hmm. she, she does that online she's now a billionaire mm-hmm. yeah. please get back there yeah self-belief is something that um now I'm like looking back at that girl, you know, two years ago. This is just two years ago. Mm. I'm like, why? Me now, even if I'm selling a pen, it is mine. I'm selling it. You buy it from me. Like I now I have that thing, but there was a fear of failure that I had, mm. or, or, or the embarrassment of failure. You understand? So I, I and I said, let me just put a pause on this, and I come back with a good business strategy. I didn't have a business strategy. I just went in and I was just like going, whatever. So I put that on pause because. Skincare is something that you have to be very connected with your yeah. clients. Eh? Mm. But what the pandemic did for me is that um, I got the most sales. Mm. I was getting revenue over 100 Gs in almost two, just two weeks. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Because now I think everyone was at home. So, like, there's no makeup. You're not going anywhere. And that's, yeah. I think now people are looking at themselves. They're like, hey. <laughs> Wow. I need work. I need, I need a 10 step routine. Because <laughs> I couldn't understand it. I'm like, yeah. how comes all of a sudden everyone is doing skincare? Everyone is into skincare. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. the, my theory is that people were at home and they're like, other than making banana bread, let me just make sure when I come out, my skin is popping. I'm looking at when I come out of this pandemic. So yeah. that's how I benefited from the pandemic and the internet. I was able to start my own YouTube channel, which I call my tiny little channel. It still exists. Um, I really pumped up my stuff with my skincare business um and all this i'm doing from the comfort of my home oh wow so before we close because i think we have really enjoyed this conversation yeah what's the one or two tips that you would leave for somebody who's starting this journey now if they're looking at you they're like wow you know where would they start what are the kind of things that you tell them this is what you need to get going and get started on this journey um if somebody wants to get into the content creation space i think you need to have a clarity phase of what am I really doing here? What's in fact I only got into what my thing is when I started my new podcast called So This Is Love. It's only been running for a month, two episodes are out. Um, because I was like, what's my thing? Mm. I couldn't I couldn't I'm like, what's my thing? Yeah. And when I'd asked those people around me, they'd be like, Do you need a thing? I'm like, I don't, but I feel like I want one. Mm. Like when people look at Jews, they're like, ah, Jews is the babe for fashion. Mm-hmm. Ah, Jews is the babe for cars. Mm. People look at me and they're like, we don't know where to place you. Yeah. But the feedback I was getting from the people around me was, 
you are a uh, very inspirational you're very much into like meditation and writing and self-improvement that's something mm. i'm very into so that's your thing but i also 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 i derive like 99 percent of my ideas and content from my past failed relationships sis <laughs> Once I, uh, we used to this babe. I'm like, ah, another breakup. I don't know where I go wrong. Little did I know, I'm going to have a YouTube channel. And I'm like, going to make money. You're going to make money. I told you, I'm going to Issa Rae. Yeah. The hell out of my life. That is it. Issa yeah. is That's a, the vision. Yeah, Issa Rae is, is an actor. She's also a, a writer. She's the one who did um, Insecure. Insecure. Oh, yeah. And she, she did from her, you know, from yeah. your greatest From your story. Yeah, yeah that's actually your greatest big. triumph. So, Appa, kuna something. You know how they say there's an there's an eye in every hurricane. Yeah, there's some there's something mm, there. Yeah. Figure it out. So the first thing I'd say is just like figure out why you, your what and why. Mm-hmm. Figure that out. Have mm-hmm. that clarity phase. Mm. Um, start with what you have. When we started, like I told you, there was barely yeah. anything out there. But now I think there's that intimidation. Ah, sasa lazima ni lights, camera, action, green screen. What what? Yeah. No, 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 no. If you have a story within you and you have the intuitive nudge to start to be a creative, just start. Um, but I would also say I don't think that you need to leave employment to do these things because mm. I think that's now uh, I think people say leave and then do. I wouldn't even encourage anybody to just leave their job because that job is sustaining your lifestyle and mm. you're you're able to survive because of that yeah so that gets me to the other thing that i'm saying is that community one thing I'd, that tip i'd give is that you have to have a community mm. if you decide to get into this space that's new mm. and a community i mean people who can hold, hold you when the challenges come mm-hmm. because this is a new space yeah, yeah. um and like-minded people mm. so yeah find your get a, have a clarity phase make sure you have a support system and community and start with what you have mm. and believe your own hype don't do wow. my tiny little channel just do you. my big channel listen do <laughs> you man <laughs> fantastic yeah. wow thank oh. you so much jules any parting so shot from you yeah i know i'm just like my god thank you so much thank this you. is so inspiring i think yeah the one thing you've left with me is again just the reminder that there's challenges everywhere right as i love the thing where you're talking about from you Despair. greatest despair comes your comes greatest, greatest triumph, triumph yeah. right it must have because, had it somewhere but it's beautiful because mm. that's what it is sometimes yeah. when you're in the in the in you know in, in despair actually that's probably the prompt of greatness that's where your greatness is yeah, so sometimes right. we we convince ourselves that everything should be rosy whether you're employed or not whether you're doing your channel or not that it should be a bump free experience but the fact that in that bump Actually, if you look at it in a different perspective, there's probably an opportunity. So that's my parting shot. Yes. Like you said, there's something you said, choose the hill you want to die on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pick yeah. a struggle. Yeah. Pick a struggle. Pick a, pick a struggle. What's your parting shot? My parting shot is that your passions can actually turn into profits. Mm. Right? So you're actually, like I was saying, you're, you're a walking, what is it, bank? You're a walking bank because you have actually made money out of what you have yourself your creative mind so yeah don't be afraid of um channeling your inner can i i want to say beyonce no team beyonce I'm like team riri team she left us hanging for years anyway yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah, she so. was building fenty she was make, becoming a billionaire yeah yeah so it. thank you jules thank you for having me right yeah thank you and yeah. with that
I can close it up for you. This is how we do it. Okay, teach us, teach us, teach us your ways. Yeah, like thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you made it this far into the episode, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please remember to subscribe, leave a review. That's how we'll grow and share with at least one or two people. There's no liking. There's no liking. Or it depends. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. We'll see you back here next time. Adios. What a natural. Cheers. Thanks, guys. This is the iMarket Podcast, brought to you by the Market. Society of Kenya, Safaricom, and Capital FM.